Hello and welcome to The Lonely Londoner. I'm Jodie Colson and as per usual, I haven't recorded in a little while, but I'm not holding myself to any kind of specific schedule because that kind of thing does not work necessarily for my autistic brain in this capacity. So for this type of podcast, I can't really set myself a specific schedule because it just, you know, when an idea comes to me, an idea comes to me and I decide I want to talk about something and that's how it goes. So apologies, but that's kind of the vibe of this podcast if you haven't figured that out by now. Um, I would love to post a little bit more often and I'll try and have more ideas. Um, But you know, sometimes I just think, hey, I might just make a podcast today about this thing. So that is what I'm doing. Um, I guess this time I want to talk about little changes that you can make in your life that maybe you don't necessarily feel like are making a big change. But actually, after a while, those little changes really add up. I guess, like, an example of this is... So, I guess more context. A lot of things that people want to achieve in life require big changes. So, let's just say an example of losing weight. So, if I wanted to lose weight, for example, I might go to a doctor and they might say... You have to stop eating all snacks. You can't get takeaways. Like maybe let's say I joined Slimming World. I joined Slimming World and they say, okay, so now you have to eat this, this and this. You can't eat these things or you have to sin them. Or, you know, you should cut out these things. And for a lot of people, maybe that will work and they'll be able to do that. But for some other people big changes like that are just not doable. Like it's not conceivable that necessarily everyone is going to be able to do that. So me, for example, I, as you know, last year was in a rubbish housing situation. I've talked about it before on the podcast. I lived in a house with a billion other people. It was really dirty. I couldn't cook. I ate takeaways for over a year pretty much every day I would say I lived in that house for maybe 14 months and I cooked probably five meals every other day I ordered a takeaway because I hated where I lived I was really depressed I was having a really rough time I'd been kicked out I'd ended up in this place I didn't know anybody I was in a really rough headspace and a really rough position and also I hate cooking and I will cook if I'm in the correct environment that's clean and, you know, conducive to doing that. But I wasn't. I was in a bad situation. I was in a bad environment and that led me to eat takeaways for a year. And since then, I've moved into a new house. It's a lot better, you know, clean, nice nice facilities. Um, I'm able to cook and I have started cooking and actually I've started enjoying cooking a little bit more. And this example of, you know, losing weight and going to Slimming World is a real example. So I put on a lot of weight when 
I was eating takeaways every day, naturally. Um, but in fact, I've put on a lot of weight over the last few years, I guess, because I've been not in a great mental place. Um, and sometimes that happens. And sometimes people will drink to help them through things like that. Sometimes people will, you know, get these vices. And for me, food has been that. Like, I'm not a big drinker. I will have, you know, a cider here and there. I'll order a cocktail now and again. I'm not a big drinker. For me, food is my problem. And I want to change that. And it's not because I think that I have to be skinny. It's not because I think there's anything wrong with being fat or fat people. Um, I think if you're comfortable in your body, just love who you are. That's amazing. I don't feel comfortable. I feel, and I don't mean like visually, although visually I, I don't necessarily always love myself when I look in the mirror. I think anybody feels like that, but I mean physically comfortable. Like I don't physically feel comfortable when I'm walking around. Like I have to wear, you know, chub rub shorts under my dresses because, my legs all rub together and that's really painful and you know I can't walk about too much because my ankles start to hurt and I just don't feel comfortable I'm not living a comfortable life and I can't necessarily do all the things that I want to do um and for me that's uncomfortable and I'd like to change it and so I did join Slimming World and I've joined Slimming World before and I know that people have got a lot of um opinions about slimming world and I also do like the whole banana thing is what everybody always talks about um that also doesn't make logical sense to me a banana is a banana if you chew it in your mouth that is the same as crushing it so um it makes no sense I get it I'm with you but going into it I knew that I was not going to just stop the day that I joined slimming world buying takeaways or I was never gonna have a snack again or I was never going to drink full fat Coke, etc. Because that's just not reasonable and it's just not maintainable for me. Maybe for some people it is. Um, and so I guess one, something that I've sort of learned recently and something that I've started implementing is, you know, I'm not holding myself to unachievable goals unattainable goals things are not maintainable you know I saw this guy on TikTok and I thought it was really smart what he'd said and he was a guy who had lost a lot of weight and one of the things that he said was you can't like make a change that you're not willing to keep up with for like the next five to ten years and I am not willing to give up all takeaways for the next five to ten years it's just not going to happen I'm not willing to give up full fat coke and pepsi I like it. I don't like the diet stuff. I like the full fat. I like the taste of it. That's the thing that I drink. Um, So I knew going into Slimming World that I would join Slimming World and I would not follow it 100%. You know, on days where I did choose to cook, I would try to follow it as best that I could. Um, But really the reason I've joined Slimming World is not necessarily to follow the entire Slimming World plan but it's because you know every week I can go and I can weigh and I can check my weight but I don't have to keep checking it at my house because I think that can be a bit obsessive um I'll you know you get a little book you can write down how much you're weighing you get a little certificate when you hit little milestones 
And that kind of positive reinforcement really works for me. Um, Having a little certificate is great. And sure, I could print one out myself, but it's just not quite the same. And also, like, there's a group of people who are also in a similar boat to you. So they're people that want to lose weight. They're people that are trying. And, you know, they're coming up with good ideas, good inspiration. And so I knew I wasn't going to follow it 100%. And my thing that I've realised recently is that when I've tried things in the past, like losing weight, or even not even just that, but, you know, other things as well, is, like, you can't just go from either so exercise for example and I'm saying you you know broadly some people can so if you are someone who has done these things then fine um good for you but when I say you know in general you can't do certain things I mean like you can't go from having a takeaway every day of your life to just never having enough takeaway like that's not gonna happen you can't go from not ever exercising to going to the gym like five days a week it's just not maintainable and a lot of videos that I see on the internet or articles that you see are people like oh I lost all this weight and how I did it was just one day I decided I'm just gonna go to the gym every day and stop eating shit and fine great if you're able to do that amazing but it can set like bad examples and bad you know ideas in people's head because then if you're someone that tries that and you can't maintain it it already makes you feel like a failure and so I started when I moved into my new house and even it took me a couple of months I just started to implement really small changes that are adding up so as an example I when I was in my old house And I appreciate that this sounds awful. (laughs) I used to drink two litres of Pepsi a day. Like I would go to work, I'd come home, I'd order a takeaway, I'd go to Sainsbury's, I'd get a two litre bottle of Pepsi and a bunch of snacks. And it wasn't always Sainsbury's, it was the little shop next door too. That was really bad for snacks. But either way, I'd go to a shop, I'd buy a two litre bottle of Pepsi and I would drink it all because I was so miserable all I did was sit in my house and watch TV and films and when you're doing that and there's nothing else to do you just drink as a reaction or you just eat you snack you've got to do something to keep your hands busy it's a little bit of boredom even though you're watching something um and also I really like the cinema and it sort of felt like you know you're in the cinema if you've got drinks and snacks um so one of the things that I implemented was I just have stopped buying Pepsi for my house um I don't buy it um I choose water instead and it's not that I've cut out all fuzzy fizzy drinks at home so I have you know an Audi down the road and I bought a different fizzy drink you know one of the cheapy tropically things it's like a knockoff lilt um if I want something a bit fizzy then I'll have that. But in general, I'm just drinking water, which has been quite easy for the last couple of months because it's been so hot. And when it's this hot, you just want water. So I think this has actually been quite a good time to start implementing that because, you know, once you do something for quite a while, then that becomes a habit. And now I've got into the habit of drinking water instead of Pepsi. Um, 
And so that's been something that I haven't even really noticed. And I don't even think I chose to do it. Like, I didn't sit down one day and say, I'm never going to buy Pepsi again. I just stopped buying it and didn't think about it. And, but then that was the first thing that I stopped. So I still was ordering takeaways. I was still getting some snacks. Um, And then a few weeks later... I also stopped buying snacks. So I don't mean any snacks whatsoever. I stopped going to the little shop and buying, you know, big packets of crisps. Because that's another thing. I did nothing in moderation. I wouldn't have a small packet of crisps. I would have a massive packet of crisps. You know, like the big family pack or whatever. Um, And I wouldn't have a can of Coke. I'd have a bottle of Coke. A two litre bottle. And so moderation was difficult and I couldn't have stopped the drinks and the snacks at the same time and takeaways. That wasn't going to happen. But because I stopped the drinks first and I didn't really think about it too much and I sort of got into the routine of that. Then when I stopped the snacks as well, it it didn't feel like I was losing everything because I hadn't been having the drink anyway. So I keep saying the drink as if it's alcohol. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, the Pepsi or the Coke or whatever. Um... And then I sort of stopped buying those sorts of snacks. And then, so, well, I would make better choices, basically. So I also, when I would go to the cinema, I used to get two buses. um, And instead of doing that, I chose to get one bus. And I would walk further to the second bus stop. Um... And just that small thing, you know, I wasn't joining an exercise class. I can't afford to join the gym. Um, But that little bit of extra walking was moving my body a little bit more and, you know, making more of an effort to move around in the world. And I really have been noticing changes. And I don't just mean weight wise or physically necessarily because I can't I don't feel like I look like I've lost a lot of weight even though somebody asked me the other day if I had um instantly I've lost six and a half pounds which is not huge um but that is definitely a start and I think the fact that I was doing all of these changes in such small batches allowed me to get used to those things before I then implemented the next change and for me that has been so helpful and so I guess this is a bit of a PSA just to say and I it's probably not a hot take like I'm sure people know this but it's not really something that I've ever heard anybody talk about which is why I'm talking about it because there's a lot of advice that's just like you have to stop eating snacks you have to stop eating takeaways you have to stop eating this or that and like that's not helpful to say to people if you say to people you know maybe cut out one thing like still have snacks fine but just don't have two liters of pepsi or have one liter of pepsi make your pepsi last two days rather than one day that's a small change but that's still a change and then once you've done that and you're used to having one liter a day then you can cut it down again to have half a liter a day instead of going to buy two liters buy a smaller bottle they're more expensive and so you can do that that's another sort of way to trick your mind is that like two litre bottle is let's say two pounds 
a 500ml bottle is £1.80. <laughs> it's ridiculous prices. But maybe force yourself to do that and then you're not going to want to pay that f- for 500 millilitres. And you won't. It's these sort of small tricks that sort of trick yourself into making the better choice. Um, and so I've done this with a few different things. So I've also implemented sort of walking a lot more. Um, another change that I made was I was noticing that I was hitting my rings quite a lot on my Apple Watch. Um, so my exercise ring and my um, whatever the other one is, steps is it steps i don't know not the standing one i always hit that one um but the other two exercise and i think maybe this is all the calories um and so that was really fun like i'd hit it like twice it'd be like you've doubled your move goal today well that's great and so that was giving me a bit of a dopamine boost that i'd hit my exercise ring twice or whatever and so i've upped the limit on that so I think you know it was 300 calories or something I've upped it to 500 calories you know that small thing I'll notice now if I'm not doubling that so I will want to walk more to make sure I'm still doubling it and psychologically it's not going to feel like I'm doing anything extra because I'm just hitting that goal but obviously I have increased that goal I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> um, I know what I mean. I'm finding it hard to explain, I think, what I'm trying to say. Um, I think when you start realising that you've implemented these changes and the changes are sticking, that feels really good. So if I'm saying all this as generalisations. I am obviously just talking about me. When I was realising that these small changes that I were making were actually having a difference it affected my mood so much like I have felt a lot better just in general like the last week or two when I've really been thinking about the goals that I've set myself and like the small changes that I've made and I feel very proud of myself that I've made these small changes but actually, as small as those individual changes were, they've added up to quite a big change. So that's multiple changes, you know. I'm not drinking as much Pepsi. That's not to say I cut it out. Like, when I'm at work, I always have a can of Coke with my lunch. Um, if I go out to the pub, I order Pepsi because I don't drink. Um, if I order McDonald's, I'll order Coke. I like it. It's my favourite drink, probably. It's not to say I'm never going to cut it out. I wouldn't choose to do that because I enjoy it and I'm not going to cut something out of my life that I really enjoy and I don't think that I should have to but that moderation is not hurting anybody and it is actually helping so realizing that and realizing that you know I have a choice I don't have to be a slave to you know takeaways or bad habits because I've been in them before I can choose to change them and try to better my life. I can sit around and moan and say, oh, I wish this, I wish that. At the end of the day, it is you that has to make the change. And I have chosen to do it in this way. Um, And there will be people that tell you, you know, your efforts are not good enough. There'll be people that will still judge you for having a takeaway. 
um, or two or three. But if you're having three instead of seven, that's still pretty good. If you're having five instead of seven, if you're having six instead of seven, if you cook one day a week, that's better than cooking zero days a week. If you exercise for 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes a week, that's better than no minutes a week. And it reminds me of this meme that I saw ages ago, which was about a professor who'd said something along the lines of anything worth doing is worth doing badly. And I'm going to try and find it um, because I really, really like this sort of concept. This, you know, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Okay, I'll read it to you. Um, And this was from banana non-binary banana non-binary on tumblr but i you know found it on the internet um and it said one of my college professors used to say anything worth doing is worth doing poorly i didn't understand that for years because i didn't do anything poorly i couldn't do anything poorly i had to do everything perfectly But brushing your teeth for 30 seconds is better than not brushing them at all. When that two minutes seems exhausting, doing 10 minutes of yoga is better than 10 minutes of sitting when 30 minutes of cardio sounds impossible. Changing my clothes is good when a whole shower is impossible. Standing on the porch for a few minutes is worth it after being in the house for three straight days because I don't have the energy to go anywhere. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly because doing it poorly is better than not doing it at all. I, since reading that, have just, I think my sort of whole outlook has changed because that's so accurate. And sometimes these things can be really difficult, especially like for neurodivergent people as well. Like there are a lot of things. So I'm dyspraxic and autistic. Um, And a lot of the things that I struggle with, with you know, either of those things. Some of them are, you know, hygiene related. So like the shower thing that was the example in there, I do really struggle to force myself to have a shower. And, you know, this is going to sound probably gross and people think I'm me in and that's fine. It's a real thing though. And I think that I'm just going to be real about it. (laughs) Um, Because for me, having a shower is not just to have a shower. Like, I just overthink everything. So, for example, in my house where I currently live, there's not a shower. It's like a bathtub. So you have to step into the bathtub and then there's a shower head. So there is a shower, but you have to step into the bath. And so my thought process is not, let me just jump in the shower quick. My thought process is, okay, I'm... So, you know, let's... Just as an example, like, when it's cold my thought process is, A, I've got to get out of bed, because I usually shower in the morning before work, so I've got to get out of bed, it's warm in bed, it's cold out of the bed, I'm going to have to get out of bed anyway, because I'm going to have to get dressed, so I'm going to get out, I've got to get dressed, if I get dressed now, I'm going to smell, I need to have a shower, my hair's disgusting, I need to get in the shower, if I get in the shower, I'm going to have to make sure I wake up earlier, but then that means I'm not going to have to go to bed earlier, so I'm going to try and work that out, and then the night before, I'll be like staying awake, so I'll get up and I'm awake now and I'm like I could just go back to sleep I could get up I could go and have a shower 
if I go and have a shower that means I've got to take all of my clothes off and it's really really cold and I'm going to be freezing and then I can't just step into the shower I've got to step over into the bath and I could trip I could hit my foot that might be loud it's a lot more effort um that I've got to get my hair stuff out of my drawer and then now I've got to turn the water on and the water might be cold and when it first comes on it's going to be cold and the water's going to hit me and it's going to be cold and I'm going to be freezing and I'm already cold I I am this goes on and on right so it sounds like I'm being really dramatic but those are the thought processes that go through my head and obviously I'm an adult I'm very aware you have to shower obviously and I do I will make myself obviously shower but when I'm not leaving the house I won't necessarily during lockdown when I did not go to work I cannot tell you the days that I went without having a shower. It's really gross. But if you weren't, I wasn't going anywhere. I didn't have anyone to impress. My housemates had seen my hair greasy. Greasy hair is greasy hair. Now it's greasier the next day. It's still greasy. It's not making a difference. I would just go for probably over a week, I would say. Because I couldn't face getting in the shower. And so... This concept of anything worth doing is worth doing poorly, I really relate to because having a shower just on the days that I go into the office is better than not having a shower at all that week. Cutting out two litre bottles of Pepsi is better than cutting out nothing. Sure, I could cut out that and then the snacks and then the takeaways and then this and then that. I'm not going to do it. And so... That small thing that I've done could be a small thing that you do. And if there's something that you're struggling with because you think, oh, it's just such a mammoth task, like I want to move house, but moving house means I've got to find somewhere to live and I've got to... All you have to do is take the first step. Take the first step. Because then once you've taken the first step, you're already one step closer And then you just have to take the next first step. And so it seems really difficult and we can definitely make things seem a lot more difficult, a lot harder in our minds because that's what our minds do, especially people that are maybe neurodivergent or people that have anxiety or, you know, or even just, you know, standard rego normal people um not the neurodivergent people are not normal i'm neurodivergent i am not normal though um but you know neurotypical people let's call them um it's whoever you are if there's a thing that you're struggling with because you just don't know where to start or you think that it's a bit too big and you're just you don't know if you can do it a you absolutely can but also I would really like to state that it is absolutely valid to wait until you're in the right mind space to do those things so I since I've implemented these changes obviously last year I was on an apprenticeship I had to leave my favorite rotation I had been kicked out of my house I didn't have any friends and had had to move to a completely new area of a city that 
I'd never been to before. I didn't know anybody. I lived in a house with a bunch of minging people. I was really unhappy and I was not in the headspace to try and lose weight last year. I had the intention to. I joined the gym. I was a member of the gym for probably nine months and I went to the gym one time and then obviously I quit the gym because what a waste of money. I realised to myself I'm not in the right headspace and that's okay and I didn't do the gym because actually I it was taking all of my efforts and all of my energy to get through the days with nobody by myself you know it was tough and I absolutely think it's valid for people to wait until they're in the right headspace to do these things making changes it, that can be really difficult and actually you do have to be in the right headspace to do it and once I'd got my permanent job and moved into my new house I was in a much better place mentally to start to implement those changes and that's what I've done and so I guess those are my bits of advice for today is that a make sure you're in the right headspace to do the thing first if you're in a really rough spot mentally it might not be the best time that's not to say it's not because maybe some people would thrive in that but not everybody will and some people will need to be in the right headspace to do it that is absolutely valid and that is absolutely fine you choose your life your life is what you make it and if you need to be in the right space to do it then that's the best time to do it is when you're in the right space because there's no point doing it while you're in a bad headspace and then not completing it and feeling like a failure when you could have just waited until you were in the right space and also if you do do it and you do fail at least you did it at least you tried there's nothing wrong with trying anything and then just take the first step one small step for you one giant leap for your mental health and the rest of your life because these one steps that I've taken I feel so proud of but they've really added up and I just feel like I'm in such a good place mentally that I'm able to make these changes and have it not feel like I'm missing out on stuff or missing a part of me. And I also have this whole sense of permanence and stuff that I think I want to talk about on another podcast because it doesn't really fit into this. Um, And maybe that was a bit of a ramble, you know, we're half an hour in. I'll probably leave it there. But I just really felt like talking about these small changes because it's not something that I hear people talk about a lot and I think it's so important like you're not going to change your life in a day but you can change one thing in a day you're not gonna lose weight overnight but you can choose to make better choices overnight and then you can implement those small things as you go along they do always say that you know you have to make the goals that are like maintainable and whatever I don't remember what the acronym is you know um you have to make a target it has to be achievable or I don't know you'll all know what I'm talking about um and that for me is what this is I think anything worth doing is worth doing poorly and then I'll just 
go for a little quick walk. I'll I'll get off at the earlier bus stop and I'll walk a little bit further because you can always see the next bus stop. If you stand at a bus stop and look each way, almost all the time you will see the next bus stop. And if you can see it, you can walk it. Theoretically. Obviously, there will be some people who are unable to. And that is fine. Um, And I don't want this to sound like a shamey thing. If you can see the bus stop and you can't walk it, then you know your abilities, right? But I know that I can see that bus stop. I can walk there. It's a little bit further. It's not going to kill me. It'll make me feel good. I've implemented that. That's extra steps. And so just those small changes have made a real impact in my life recently. And that's what I wanted to share. Because if I can share that you just have to take a small step. And maybe someone hasn't considered that. Because all they're being told is, yeah, you just have to stop eating rubbish and just exercise. Diet and exercise, that's how I did it. And I'm really honing in on the weight thing. But this is also you know implemented this can be you know transferred to any sort of situation um i guess the weight thing has been on my mind recently because i keep saying weight but it's health really you know i want to make healthier choices um that's the example that i'm talking about because that's the example i've been dealing with at the minute but you can implement this and move it and change it around into any sort of scenario but if you do want to do something and people are telling you you have to you know do these big things just take that first step you've taken the first step you're one step closer now you just have to take the next first step hopefully that's made some sort of semblance of sense and it hasn't just felt like a crazy rant about nothing I really hope people can relate and I hope that you enjoy listening to me on my, you know, random rambles when I go on. I just feel like I want to share these things because had someone said that to me, hey, you know, you don't have to cut everything out at once, right? I would have been like, oh, (laughs) I did not consider that. I had not thought that through, no. And I guess that's the way my brain works. Um, And so if your brain works like that, hey, it's me. I'm telling you, just make one little change. If you don't ever revise for your exams, why don't you just look at a book for five minutes? You know, that's just another example. (laughs) Um, I can't think of a lot of examples right now because I'm very honing in on that one of mine. But, you know, like I said, it can be used in a multitude of situations. And I'm just your reminder that you don't have to do it all at once. It's totally fine. And anything worth doing is worth doing poorly, as that professor said once. Who, I don't know their name, but hopefully I got the Tumblr name correct. So feel free and go and look for them. Um... I'm going to leave it there. I've definitely rambled for too long about a very simple (laughs) um, train of thought. But hopefully you've enjoyed listening to this and have taken something away from it. And, you know, absolute worst ways. There's a person in the world like me who's struggling but managing to make changes. And that, I think, is just hopefully 
giving people some sort of semblance of like encouragement and if one person feels encouraged then I've done my job so have a fabulous rest of your day I hope that you have got lots of other podcasts to listen to I hope you've got fabulous plans and yeah I hope you're ready to take that one little step and if you're not that's absolutely fine appreciate you all listening I'll catch you in the next one bye